All right, welcome everybody. Good to have you here on the podcast today. Hey, fellas, how you doing? Hello, sir. Doing well. Doing good. Fantastic. Glad to hear that. Yay. Greg's very mischievous today. <laughs> Greg? Greg no. is. Not just today, but we were talking about the videos. You may have seen them about the uh, AM, ASMR, right? Those are the videos where That's people right. record. Don't do it. I mean, I <laughs> guess I right? begged him. Greg was doing that into the mic. It's where people whisper, and uh, somehow that helps people. I'm, I'm not making fun of it. It probably helps somebody, I'm but it's whispering. When you do it, it's very creepy sounding. So, uh, but people do that. They read the Bible in a whispered voice and all that. Can you I, give I us a demonstration. No, I think it's meant to be soothing or something for people. But then they eat chips and stuff and uh, and make sounds. In the of a fast. Okay, Greg, you can stop anytime now. I told you he's being this way. So our foolishness has spilled over into the podcast again today. Great. Again, great energy though. That's you right. Said you guys were going to do better, but here you go. And we're just having a good time. Just like the good time we had this past weekend. Very nice segue. What a transition. You think that solves all this, do you? It's like it's like I had rehearsed that or something. It sounds like we've done it <laughs> twice today, have we? We have. All right. No, but seriously, it was, yeah, a, good it was time. a good day. It was a good weekend. Uh, Thursday, I'm surprised was here. Man, it was so cold. It was nine degrees when I rolled in yesterday for first service, and then by third service start, it was like 29 degrees. I say it warmed up to a balmy 29 It was degrees. a different day. I'm not kidding you. I went out yesterday, and we went to uh, uh, wherever we went, and we got out of the car, and it felt so warm. I took my coat off, and it's still <laughs> yeah. only 30, but compared to 9, that felt yeah. good. Well, it was 9 degrees, but I think the wind chill was still like zero or something yeah. along oh, those lines. Cold. That wind was horrible. But wind we was made horrible. it, and a bunch of people came yesterday. Thanks, wow. everybody, to coming out, and oh, yeah. uh, for those of you who showed up in person, and yeah. those of you that joined us online, I was kind of envious that you were staying warm in your house. <laughs> yeah. I know further up north uh, of us, some churches canceled. They had snow on yep. the ground further north, I think, so uh, I'm glad we were able to have it, and then a really good day. Yeah. yeah. No, great day, great yeah. weekend. Uh Great, great message uh, as we continued on with the uh, Bold Moves You sort series. of have to say that, don't you? It was an average message, you know? Yeah, I was one of those. <laughs> it would really hurt the podcast. don't say that. He's whispering again. It would kind of damp the podcast, say, you know, Pastor, this wasn't one of your better ones, but we're still going to talk about it today. You know, well, that's a, that was a good bunt. You did a good job bunting the ball yesterday. Nice try, man. <laughs> nice try. But no, it was good. Uh, bold prayers is, uh, uh-huh. is kind of what we looked at uh, yesterday and looked at a story out of Joshua. So, uh, man, really, really great concepts. And, and uh, it was it's another, another great week of... Uh, inviting people to step forward and to actually, uh, you know, confess some of those bold prayers as we were praying together at the end of service Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. So good day, good weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just blown away by Joshua's prayer. Yeah. Uh, I really am. Nobody had ever thought of that before. If you missed it yesterday, they're in the middle of this battle. God's promised them they're going to win the battle, and uh, the sun starts going down, and they're definitely winning the battle. God's fighting for them, doing all that. Sun starts going down. And Joshua's like, this needs to end today. we got to finish this battle off now. And he just says, God, may the sun stand still. And it did. Hmm. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I believe it really happened, by the way. There are people who who have, over the years, I think this was brought up in the, the evolution trial many years ago, back in the... 20s maybe there was a trial uh called the scopes trial for uh a teacher was put on trial for teaching evolution and it was uh oh i'm trying to pull out my head clarence darrow was one of them and william jennings bryan Mm -hmm. was on the stand and um this this subject came up this story came up as i remember it and uh 
he kind of tried to pin Jennings Bryan down with this idea that the Bible has errors mm-hmm. because Joshua told the sun to stand still, and now in our modern day we know that the earth actually revolves around the sun. Right. So people try to use that saying, well, the Bible's full of errors, you know. And uh, I've had questions over that before mm-hmm. in ministry, and I think the answer to that is very simple. I mean, if you don't want to believe in a miraculous God— if you don't want to believe in the scriptures, you will spend your time trying to explain away all the supernatural things in the Bible. Hmm. I think it's simply like this. However God did it, relative to Joshua, the sun did stand right. still in the sky. You know, uh, Relative to him, what he could see and write and record, he recorded what happened and what he saw. He did not live in our time. He did not uh, understand the solar system as we do. He wrote with his understanding what actually happened. When you can only pray out of your understanding. I mean, you can't. Yeah. How else would he have asked? He didn't know. (laughs) Of course that's what he said. Yeah. There's a lot of cool stuff you can read, too, and I I can't verify any of it, but Mm -hmm. there's reports of the the ancient Chinese and ancient Egyptians having uh, legends of the fact that there is a long day, a day that lasted longer, and... uh, I've seen reports, and I, I haven't gone out and verified these scientifically, but I've seen reports that astronomers have actually ch- chased that down right. and found out that there was a long day somewhere back there. And and some have even claimed to trace it back to the time period when Joshua lived and this battle would have taken place. So some really cool stuff, if you're into that, that you can go research. But I'm pretty simple to believe that uh, the Bible says it, and I truly believe that it happen because God can do anything whatever scientific process he used or however he made it happen there's all kind of debates you know is this poetry you know is this just a story is it an allegory mm-hmm. uh, no it's it's literally what happened and people say well did God change their perception of light did God change what properties did he change to make this all happen you can debate that all day long God did what he wants to I do don't know <laughs> don't know <laughs> I don't, don't know. know and I'm not really worried about <laughs> that's that. exactly yeah. right so, big miracle, though. Yeah. Big miracle. Yeah. People on the other side of the world would have known something was happening, you know. It, it, I mean, the there's a little bit of the audacity for Joshua to pray this wow. prayer. I mean, and, and to no believe kidding. that something like that would happen. I mean, uh, talk, about, talk about this measure of faith <laughs> as, uh, you know, as we're talking about praying boldly and these bold moves. Man, the faith and the audacity that Joshua has to say, hey, uh, we know that you're going before us. We know that you're giving us the victory. But the victory needs to happen today. The victory needs to happen now. We don't. We don't want to chase them any further. We want them to getting back to their uh, their city of refuge. Let's end this battle today. So, Lord, make the sun stand still. Give us more time here so that we can defeat this. Man, the audacity that he that Joshua has to pray that prayer is is kind of what gets me uh, in this moment. Is man uh, the the conviction, the belief that he would have to call upon God to do that. Um, is is inspiring and it's also challenging to me at the same time. And the things that I hold back from praying is like eh. And God's probably not going to do that. Yeah. This was a crazy, bold prayer. Yeah. Uh, and he prayed it. We talked about it yesterday. He prayed it out in front of everybody. It was very public. <laughs> right. He made a public stand of saying, I'm believing God for this to happen. Yeah. And I loved how you talked about, like, just the idea of a God-sized prayer, too. It wasn't, I'll, I'll be the first confess. Like, when I pray, I pray for things that I can at least imagine happening, you know, like, to fathom, hey, let's see if the sun will stand still for us. 
One, I don't know that that thought would even enter my mind, but if it did, would I pray that boldly? You know, like, yeah. So to have a God-sized prayer was a really uh, just different perspective for me. Like, yes, an answer to prayer is always a God-sized prayer, I guess, but to pray it and not even know how it's possible was a big challenge to me. Yeah. When I pray, I'm often praying over strategy and plans, and I'm asking God to bless plans that I have, mm-hmm. and I think... You know, if I do this right, maybe it's going to work out. And I've just had to learn God's the one doing this work. Mm-hmm. I've seen it in our church over the past a long time, but really seen it over the past month or two, how what's happening is a God thing. Right. He's doing it. And there's no way any of us are big enough to do it, you know, uh, in ourselves. Our building's not big enough to do it. We know that. <laughs> right. All that we have is just not big enough, but uh, He is. And uh, he is the one doing this. Yep. He is. And uh, our job is to be faithful, to plan well as we can, to do everything we know to do, to pray boldly for God to do even more. We, we truly believe we were called here to transform our community. We really do. Mm-hmm. People can take that wrong. People can take it as, and I've seen this taken wrong when pastors said it, but what do you mean you're going to establish some Christian kingdom and Christians are going to dominate everything? Jesus didn't come to do that. Jesus right. didn't come to overthrow governments or do any of that. In fact, he made a lot of people mad because he didn't come to do it. He transformed people's hearts, and he changed people, and he caused them to love each other and to serve each other and to sacrifice for each other for his cause. That's what we're wanting to see happen right here, the heart of Jesus to just infuse Henderson County in such a big way that a lot of these problems, these divisions, just have to run away in the face of the love of Christ, and uh, we've got to pray boldly for that to happen. Yeah. I love when you talk about the idea of transforming our community and the way that you explain that, because it's a little bit contrary to the way that I think a lot of us as as believers go about life. It's more about insulating ourselves from the effects of the world, and like as long as I can keep me and my family you know, safe and secure from the influences of the evil one and the evil influences of culture around us, then I'm going to be okay. But man, the, the, the mission of the church and the vision for specifically for, for, for our church is more so about getting into our community and not, and not being so much, you know, it's, it's no watering down. It's not bowing down to culture or anything like that, but it is this idea of I'm not going to isolate myself from the world around me, but man, we're going to strategically feel like God is sending us into the world around us to be an influence there and to bring about transformation to what Jesus actually came to do and the message that he came to, to spread um, and to share and to transform lives. I think that's a, I think it's a powerful statement, a powerful way to live your life rather than just let me uh, get enough of the message on Sunday morning so that I can make it through this week till I get back here next week with no ideas of what I'm going to do in between. This whole idea of protecting our family and keeping us and our kids safe from the culture, there's certainly validity in that. Sure. You want your children to love Christ and to serve Christ mm-hmm. and to not be influenced by evil influence that's out there, and it's out there for sure. The best way in the world to do that is to get your child on a mission for Jesus, mm-hmm. is to get your child to see who they are in the world and who Jesus has called them to be, and then get them on a mission to serve Jesus and touch their community. So many children, and, and we see the, the sad stories of it. They're raised in church, and they're kind of under this protective thing, keep them safe. And then they get up and go out, and they rebel. 
we have seen it happen again and again that the kids who really stick in church are the ones who learn to serve, mm-hmm. the ones who have a mission. You know, yep. I mean, you got kids. I know, like, your daughter's working in the nursery all the time now, and yeah. so she's in there with the babies. She's got a mission. Mm-hmm. She just doesn't come to church. Of course, she comes four times a week, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> our children <laughs> do that. She and doesn't she just it. come, and she does, but she doesn't just come to church to sit and listen to somebody. Mm-hmm. Part of her attendance and her excitement about getting here is to serve. Yeah. And that's the kind of young person that's going to stick in their faith for Jesus, you know. So the whole idea of insular Christianity, hiding away, it's it's really counterproductive because we're called, our Christian faith is an active, it's a community reaching, it's an expanding faith. Mm-hmm. It's not hide back in the church. Yep. And that's part of what I think, uh, you know, we didn't we didn't necessarily say it this weekend, but that's part of what the whole bold move series is is helping us to do is to take you know what are those bold moves that God's asking us to take mm-hmm. to help to help move forward as we are building His church and transforming our community. What is God asking us as a church to do? But what is God asking us as individuals uh, to do as well within that initiative? And that and it all begins with some bold prayers in the midst of that as well. We've struggled here to be honest with you at space space problems what? we do <laughs> if they've been here they know that <laughs> yeah we struggle with having enough parking and having yep. enough chairs and the hallway is too narrow and there's not, the lobby's not big enough and so we have space problems we do that's why we do four services over right weekend to keep everybody keep some space and may have to do more one of the benefits to us and i told you this maybe both of you uh recently i think it's really helped us not to focus on packing people into a building Mm -hmm. not to focus on what our attendance numbers are our numbers are great and we love it but we don't go out broadcasting them and we don't really go out mention it once in a while when we break a record or something when i was a young pastor here Mm -hmm. you know we started with 80 to 100 people somewhere in that range it fluctuated a little bit and my dream was to get it to be 500 you know i thought if we can get it to be 500 the church would be a success you know and that was my dream somewhere along the way I began, God began to show me that that was not the goal. Hmm. The goal was not hit a certain attendance mark. So I can go around to my preacher buddies and tell them how well we're doing. Uh, If I'm honest, that was some of the motivation when I was younger. Somehow God just changed my heart in that and just said, hey, man, you're missing the boat. It's not about how many people get in here. That's good, and it's good for them to come, and obviously good for them to come to Christ, and that's a big part of it. But the main thing is... What? How is their home impacted? Mm-hmm. How's those children's lives impacted? And then how's their community impacted for Christ? That's the main thing. That is what Bold Moves is about. Mm. That's good. I, the whole series has been, for me, it's been a challenge to just really. There's that underlying question of, am I am I bold? Yeah. Am I living boldly? Yeah. Um, and sometimes I feel like I can say yes to that, and other times. It's like, hey, maybe I didn't wake up bold today. Let's let's hit reset. Um, so it's been really cool to just have that challenge, kind of constant. I get to hear it four times every week, you know. Like, so to have that challenge in front of me, um, it's a pretty cool, like, just call up. I think is really kind of kind of the goal for this series is, are are we being bold? And uh, the idea of you know talking about that prayer being public, um, that was a huge moment too. Uh, I love <laughs> you gave your your interpretation of what it probably would have looked like 
Uh, if you had prayed that prayer, it would have been in, in the tent, like, oh, God, would you please maybe just, if you could. Okay. <laughs> How about the sun stopping? <laughs> yeah. Did that work? Um, I might have prayed that in the tent. He prayed it in front, in front of, of everybody. Yeah. It's powerful. He was demonstrating something there. Yeah. Boldness is critical in our day. Boldness costs you something, too. Boldness can cost you some friends, can cost you some things, but the the joy of being in the mission and seeing all of it happen and knowing that you've done God's will with your life is worth the risk. It really is. You could live your life. I keep thinking back to what you said about the insular little protect our family. You can live a comfortable life in mm-hmm. our nation right now. You can still live a comfortable life. Uh, you can go home, sleep soundly in your bed at night, uh, keep your children in, in order and do all these things, and you're going to get old. You're going to die. You know, your body's going to die. And when that time comes for me, I want to look back and feel like I left it on the field, you know, right. that I gave everything I had to it, that I didn't just sit back in a comfort zone. And that's just part of where I'm getting to be much more bold. I want it, I want to see the work get done. So That's good. All right. Well, we appreciate all the folks being with us. We don't do this without them. So thank you for listening, uh, and we'll see you again next time.